Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick, Mitch Hot with you this morning. Busy, busy show. We got earnings. It is earnings season. I guess today is like the unofficial or official start of the Q4, Q1 reporting for Q4 earnings season with the banks. We got JP Morgan. We got uh, 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 Wells Fargo. Uh, City, sorry, I just blanked out there for a second. So uh, a group of big banks reporting today. Then there are more next week on Tuesday. ARK Invest has resumed buying shares of Palantir. That is why that stock is up this morning. We will talk about that. We will talk about just some of these stocks that just continue to run. Stocks like BlackBerry. Stocks like Etsy is on my radar today. So uh, a lot to get to on the uh, on the discussion front, on the topic front. Uh, we also have two guests on our show today. Our first guest is Marcus Heitkotter, a new guest. He is the founder of Rockwell Trading. He would join us at 8.30. And then, of course, it is Friday, which means Jason Raznick would join us at 8.30. 40-ish, 8.45, somewhere in that window. Uh, before I throw it to Joy, I want to mention that today's show is also sponsored by Rockwell Trading. Trade what you see, not what you think. To learn more, go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. That's R-O-C-K-W-E-L-L, trading.com slash Benzinga, which I assume you all can spell. Uh, smash that like button. Joel, how are we doing this morning? In the red, Spencer, by 14 oh, and three quarters. Yeah, 14 and three quarters handles. Uh, I don't know. Just, you see on my chart, say what? Sell off on $1.9 trillion in stimulus? I mean, shouldn't we be up 30 or 40 handles? That kind of makes me even uh, emphasize more the puzzler market here. Uh, crude in the red by 62 cents at 53. Gold in the red by 440 at 18.47. Silver down by 50 cents at 25.30. Bitcoin finding resistance at that 40,000 level. That's down $1,790 at 37,780. So a little red on the screen to deal with on this Friday. Yeah. Are we going to end the week on a low instead of a high? They seem to always come in and buy the dip. But this this here, so, you know, you, you look at it and your initial question here, Joel, you know, we're getting more stimulus, should not be rallying the markets. But it was the statements during the speech, which was a little reality check for traders. And again, I've been saying this and people call me a Trump supporter. I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a buy. I'm just saying I have to look at, you know, what this administration is compared to the last one. And it's not going to be as favorable for the stock market. So there was two statements during Biden's speech that were direct hit on Wall Street. And the first thing that he said was he's not going to mark his success by looking at Wall Street. And during, and I'm parsing the words a little bit, but that's basically what he said. And the S&P's fell five handles in five seconds when he said that. And then the second thing was he said that the you know the gap he's talking about the gap and the richest one percent have tacked on an extra like one and a half trillion worth of wealth while you've got other you know people trying to figure out how to pay rent next week. So I mean, 
he is going to try to close that gap. You know, we know that, you know, on the platform, they're talking about raising the capital gains rate, raising the dividend rate, and, and, and obviously the financial transaction tax as well. So a little reality check for traders last night that, you know, he said it again that, you know, he, he basically was looking at, he's not looking at helping Wall Street here. It's not his agenda. He's not coming in to help Wall Street. And so if you think this president, if the market tanks, you know, and think about it, every time the market tanked, President Trump would come out and tweet something trying to bring the market back up because he judged his, his success on how the stock market was performing. This president's not going to do that. So you got to keep that in mind. You know, what does that mean going forward? Does the market not care? Do they just continue to buy stocks? I think for a while they do. But I think eventually there's a day of reckoning. I think there's eventually going to be, hey, you know, there, we are going to have higher taxes, you know, on, you know, capital gains, dividend. And what, what they can get through and what they can't get through, it's still split. So, it'll, you know, what, what they can get through, I know they have the deciding vote. But, you know, it, it, it's still not going to be that easy to just, you know, pass higher taxes off. But all of that put in equals, you know, why we sold off a little bit here overnight. So don't kid yourself. This is a little bit of a Biden sell-off, this little bit of sell-off last night. Because we saw it fell 10 points during his speech. Check, your, check the time of sales. Yeah, no, we were – I was watching it and, you know, watching it simultaneously. And I saw us creeping up and I thought, oh, $1.9 trillion. Oh, bye, 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 bye. But then those other statements knocked it off. So – we have clear resistance up here. Uh, struggle, been struggling above 3,800 for, look at that, one, two, three, four, five, six days. Uh, for the, I mean, it's, it's just obvious. You know, we got to get back above 3,800, take out that all time high, and keep going. So we'll just make it a round number, 3,800. You can just see by the, you know, the charts here smaller daily ranges, consolidation. And the market's trying to figure out its next move. I think the little people are holding their breath a little bit over uh, what day's the inauguration next week? Um, Wednesday. Wednesday. I think there's a little trepidation ahead of that too. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of things going on, security concerns, and things like that. So. I- is this the time to just come and start, you know, selling your portfolio and going to cash? I don't think so. I think we're early here. I still think there's more upside in this market. I just, I think we're going to have a day of reckoning coming maybe in the second quarter. Maybe it's a month from now. Nobody knows when that day is going to yeah, be. Don't knows gonna nobody be. knows anything. I'm going to keep saying it. Nobody knows. But you can kind of see, you know, where there is risk here for the market. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, you know, right now, it's a full risk on market. They're combing the ditches, looking for trash. The dash for trash is fully on. GameStop going up significantly again <laughs> yesterday. Bed Bath & Beyond ripping higher. BlackBerry. I talked about BlackBerry. You did. Uh, I just mentioned, I bought, I said, I, I'm looking at stuff that hasn't gone. Trashy tech stock that hasn't gone in, uh, forgive me, Canada, because obviously this was one of our darlings at one time. But let's oh, be honest Lord. here. The, the, BlackBerry is $140 stock. It's 7 bucks. It has not performed. This is the kind of stocks they're buying right now, though. So I bought some BlackBerry a few days ago. And obviously yesterday they had some patent sales or something. Anyway, Why is it up today? It. I don't It's It's FOMO. Now, it's like, oh, it had a big move. Robinhood grabs a hold of it. And Robinhood grabs a hold of these things, they go. So, anyways, I bought this thing at, like, I don't know, like, seven and a half. It's 11 in three days. I'm like, holy cow. I mean, I, I don't know. Should I sell it right away? I, I don't even know what to say. I didn't think it was going to run 50% in two days. 
So I have no idea what to do when I get up that much that fast. But tell me what to do, Sal Half. Don't be a schmuck. Average up. There we go. Ha! Buy more! Buy I, more. I, every time you sell something, it's a wrong move. I, I, my buddy TJ, TJ, if you're listening, I'll give you a shout out. He texted me yesterday. He's like, I always am selling. Actually, I actually just read the text because it was good. It like just is like the way I'm, you know, am in this market too. But I, I'm I'm reading your text, TJ. Um, he said, <laughs> Triple D. Hope all is well. Uh, high level question for you. Any way to get better at keeping the stock winners longer? I've been picking good ones recently. Knock on wood, but just been selling them too early. Any tips, or is it more? Uh, just putting in the time. He's asking I the sell every. He's asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I sell everything too early. <laughs> I sell everything too early. But this is the kind of market that teaches you very bad things. You know, it really does, Joel. It teaches you that you make thirty percent on your money overnight. You don't sell that because it goes up twenty percent the next day. Normal markets, you ring the register on those moves. But this is not normal markets right now. The strong gets stronger, and they seem to continue for days and days. So I'm, like, trying to unlearn a lot of stuff that I had learned before. I mean, it makes it very tricky, you know. Like, really, really knowledge is a detriment in this market. Everything that I've learned for the last 20 years doesn't apply right now. It will apply again, but it doesn't apply right now because they're just jumping in. And that's why I've changed my strategies, too. Dashing for trash, looking for different things, you know, that can go. Playing momentum stocks, you know, buying what's up 20%. I would never buy a stock that's up 20%. But you buy the stocks up 20%, it goes up 20% the next day again. So the momentum in this market has been incredible. It's a different type of market to trade. Uh, you got near $12, and you've backed off to 11 11 11 So if you want to see if it gets up to 12 see if it gets up to 12 nothing here i mean you're blowing through some monthly levels uh what's the next monthly high i have we cleared 10 i mean historically and I, and historically doesn't mean anything because in this market everything changes blackberry has had a hard time holding on to massive gains like this you can see what happened here uh, but who knows? This could be the outlier. But uh, you did have some sellers that we're looking at at 11.95. Nice round number there on the monthlies. Oh, that could be a monthly number. Oh yeah, 11.75 and 12 even going back to September and October of 2018. So there, there's a good number for you. You, you have the pre-market high coincided with some monthly highs. So see so, what happens. I and I, I mean. You look at this, and I do think the Kenny Glick stuff, you know, you're through 10. 10 would have been the big resistance point. Does it open over 10? You know, does it stay over 10? Because 10 could get you 12 and a half. 12 and a half could get you 15. I'm fully on board with that because of the optionality behind it. So, I mean, you're at 11. Makes me think, probably going to try 12 and a half. Do we struggle 12 and a half? Because we get through 12 and a half, then I start thinking 15. So, you know, I, Kenny does well playing these Momo trades like this. And it's the type of market that this stuff is working. And you know what? I'm going with that strategy too. I'm through it. You know, if it starts to cut back down through 10, maybe that's your time. It's like, eh. But right now, it's up another 21% after tacking on. I don't know what it went up yesterday, like 15 or 17%. So it's up 35% in two days. It's a ridiculously overdone move, but all these moves. I mean, GameStop, if you were selling it on the first initial pop saying, oh, yeah, well, GameStop, you know, it's, a, you know, and this, we're going back to October when it's nine bucks, had the big pop up to 13. And you're like, well, this is a gift. You know, and I thought it was a gift. And, you know, because it's GameStop. 
Well, you know what? Consolidation station for a couple of days and it starts to drift higher, drift it down a little bit. Then it starts running. And now, you know, it's just you know, off to the races. Now it's just getting silly town. But it's the type of market where the strong gets stronger. Something that I read, and in, in I, I, this is just me trying to justify GameStop, is what, what if it's, it almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where the run-up in the stock allows them of course their their whole thing now is is they, they've got the, these activists uh, the co-founders of chewy on their board they're going to pivot to e-commerce in a way they have not before that's expensive that costs money or money that they don't have what if this this huge run-up in the stock just allows them they decide to just sell like a lot of stock they do a they're massive gonna. they do a massive offering they're raise gonna a lot, raise a lot of money turn around and use that money to build up their e-commerce and then there you go and that's what that's all that really pe- that's all people want is e-commerce that's all it that, takes it, that's all that's been i mean all of these stocks have had offerings a lot of these stocks that have had these huge pops do an offering because that's a smart thing to do hey our stock just popped up let's do an offering and get some cash mm-hmm. that we need and, you know, maybe it's to grow the business, but in some cases it's just to continue to survive. And, you know, we're just gifting out money here right now. I mean, why not? I mean, Hertz was trying to do it when they were going bankrupt. So, but if they turn around, I mean, the, the difference is this market is so forgiving. I mean, the dilution they don't care about because you know what? 90% of the people who are in there don't even under, understand it. They don't understand, you know, that you're getting diluted, you're owning less of the company. They don't, or, they don't, or they don't care. And I mean, I'm at a point where I don't know if I care either. I mean, uh, on, on long-term investing, maybe, but on short-term trading, mm. I mean, it's a market that the fundamentals simply just don't matter. Yeah. It's a story. It's all about a story. And story gets hot. Story can continue to be hot for a while. So, you know, you look through and you think, what else could go? You know, what other stocks could go? We talked ACB. Well, the pot stocks all ran because of Afria yesterday. Afria gets another upgrade today. They are up tremendously again. APHA tax on 20% yesterday during, you know, because obviously the, the, the pop, you know, with the earnings. Well, gets upgrades up another 13% here again today. I mean, this is bailing out a lot of longs too. Like people, this is bag holder bailout markets. Where bag holder meaning you've been down the stock for years, people refuse to sell the loss because eventually it'll come back. Normally they never do, but you know what? This is the kind of market that they do come back. So if you've got a, do- a dog of a stock you've had in your portfolio for years, if you don't get bailed out in this market, you've really got a dog. You because you know what? This is the kind of market that's bailing stuff out. I've had this stock, Celestica, in my long-term portfolio, CLS. It's been a complete dog, CLS. You know what? It's starting to come up here. It's went from six to nine. And you know what? This is the kind of stock that would probably run to. You know, it's a tech stock. It's starting to consolidate. It looks kind of like it wants to go. It's the kind of market that, you know, a stock like that could go just like BlackBerry. So what it's kind a of stock technology? that. Re- what kind of I don't even know. I don't even know, Celeste. It's Canadian. I was trying to find Canadian tech companies years ago. <laughs> you know, and this is one that's just been in there. I was going to rate it off at the end of the year, and I didn't. Because I was like, this market's the kind you of market. You can't sell anything. Can... Well, yeah, no. Every time you sell something, it's the wrong move. So, anyway, so I've still got this one in the long-term portfolio. But I mean, if you're getting bailed out on some of these moves, like a GameStop, you know, you've been down this stock and it's getting five years of losses back in five days. I, I personally would sell into it, but I'm I, again, you know, just like I was telling TJ, every time you sell something. It seems like it's the wrong move because a week and a half later, the bloody stock is higher again. Eventually, it all ends ugly, but 
I don't know when that is. Just like I said yesterday, nobody knows when that is. It's crazy. I, I had I had four big losers in my portfolio uh, when we had that crash last year, and I used the crash to just say, "Screw it, I'm out. Get me out of these losers. I don't want them." What anymore. stocks were those? Craft uh, Heinz, yeah. GE, uh, Shell, Royal Dutch Shell, yeah. and Under Armour. Okay, yeah. I was down big in all of them. They yeah. are all up significantly from when I sold. Yeah, I know. Craft <laughs> well, Heinz can't be too bad. Okay, cra- uh, no, no. I mean, I'm still, still up. I, I, I still would have been, been down Craft Heinz, but right. uh, GE, I would have been damn near back to my cost basis. Bailed out. <laughs> Under Armour bailed out. <laughs> Yeah, bag holder bailout central here. That's what this market is. I mean, what other stocks? You just keep looking through. I mean, look through your scanners. Find stocks with high short interest, low floats that haven't gone yet. That's the kind of stocks that are going. I don't know when the party ends. Nobody knows when this party's going to end. But eventually it will end. But you know what? At this time, if you look for something that hasn't gone, just like that BlackBerry trade. Do I think BlackBerry is the next, you know, iPhone, you know, BlackBerry is going to turn around and take on Apple or their patents are worth billions of dollars? No, I just looked at a setup. It was a tech stock that hadn't gone yet. And obviously, um, you know, it was sitting there at Consolidation Station. Sell a couple patents. Story gets hot. Off to Amazon. You get, you get linked with Amazon. That was the is original. That, th- that was, was that the original the, uh, pop. Yeah, that was, was that the original. What, what it was? Yeah. Uh, just for it just you, needed un- a catalyst. It needed Under Armour traders out there, I don't know if we had any, but uh, if there's no such thing as a triple top, uh, <laughs> this is things going to 16 and a half. Look at that. Unbelievable. Three Under highs Armour? in the. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Oh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Why not? I can't I believe not I mean, like, every I other not. retailer, despite is. a lot of these companies losing money now that never lost money before, Kohl's has got its entire losses back from the, the stores aren't even open, half of them. I guess they're open now, but, um, you know, they're, I don't know if they're fired. They're definitely not firing on all cylinders. It doesn't oh, matter. Boy. We're in crazy town. J- JWN, all the losses back. COVID never happened. I mean, maybe we're going to come out and just spend, and we're all going to go to Nordstrom and buy all our stuff. But these weren't healthy companies, Spencer, coming into COVID. No, they were already it. moving away from these companies. Macy's. Macy's is back. Hallelujah. Amen. Macy's is back at $13.83. Real we're estate. Back, like, I, I would I say it would never go back to 40 I'm not going to say anything in this market because this market's stupid enough to carry anything anywhere. That, that Dumbest market said. ever, and it, everybody is benefiting from it. But everybody that, that, who's a bag holder is benefiting from it. Not not everybody, because it's not as if the indexes are going parabolic. They are not. They are mega gone. cap is forgotten. Right. In, so, exactly. And and that's where most of the money is. Yes. So. Mega cap has been forgotten here for six months. You know, you look at Facebook going straight down, and maybe you know you can say, Oh, this is Trump stuff and you know, a little bit of the recent sell off. But you look at Apple. Really, Apple? October 125? We're at 129 today. Yeah, we haven't a lot participated of whatsoever. Amazon is down. Amazon back in October was 3,400. It's 3,100. These are the stocks that nobody wants these because you're not making 10% a day in these stocks. Coca-Cola, look at Coke. Straight down. Again, we've been saying, why is that? Why do you think Coke keeps going straight down? Because nobody gives a crap about your 3% yield when stocks are going up 3% a day. I'm not going to sit around and coke and wait for 3% a year. I'm going to move that money out of it into something that's more efficient. That's telling you, like, this is total FOMO coming when you start selling these companies. Coke, these are good companies. And to be honest with you, in your long-term portfolio, some of these companies I would be buying. Um, Because you know what? When the party all ends and it all gets ugly for all this FOMO stuff, these companies are still going to be there. 
So, um, you know, the one Pepsi. thing is... In, Pepsi holding up a little bit better than Coke. Different style of business, reopening play um, to a certain extent. I mean, they both are, but Pepsi, obviously, um, fountain, you know, and snacks, business. There's a lot going on there. But but it hasn't done great either. I mean, no. consumer staples are underperforming massively right now. Procter & Gamble? Look at Procter & Gamble. It's been going straight down. Colgate's going straight down. Why is that? Costco has not been performing. Because people are not interested in stable cash cows right now. They're interested in making money very quickly. Small caps, you know, you would have never, if you would have said this six months ago, I'd been like, what are you talking about? But it has been the wrong move to be in the mega caps, been the wrong move to be, you know, in cash cows. They want, you know, growth at any cost, but not even that. Then they're just looking through trash and saying, okay, well, it's growing compared to last quarter. I mean, the market's looking at that, despite in the last quarter, the sales fell off the map or two quarters ago. So that's how the market's analyzing it. So get, I'd say you go with the flow until it doesn't work anymore. All right, we got ten minutes before I guess, and I want to get to the bank. Just try and cover so, one one more stock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I want to. I want to do. Uh, I want to talk about uh, e-commerce. It's, it's on sure. my mind. Uh, we were talking about that before the show this morning. Uh, just to me, like they're all they, they're they're all running right. Etsy is running. Uh, Wit, uh, Wit, which is like as I understand it, just Etsy but cheaper goods, uh, is running. That's a recent IPO. Uh, what else was was uh, it's just the, the whole like Wayfair, Stitch Fix, the, the re, like. Did you see the Wayfair move yesterday, Dennis? Yeah, it's full on e-commerce. You know anything to do with EV? You know internet. We're back to 1999. Oh, you sell something online. You have 70 percent of your sales generated from online. We are going to buy you growth at any cost. The old GAC, which we created on this show when it's stolen somewhere else. <laughs> GAC. Joel says it's yak because everybody's going to yak it up at the end. But I say it's no. yak. growth at any cost. I like growth at a reasonable price. This market likes GARP. This is growth at any cost. Gak. That's this market. <laughs> yeah, Poshmark, uh, recent uh, IPO from the, from the other day. Uh, same story. And then Mitch had one that is actually in this theme but has not participated. And I want to bring him on for a second. Mitch, sure. you made a, a, a keen observation here. Yeah, definitely. You know, one of the things that I like to do is look for some laggard plays here. So I'm going to go ahead and call out OSTK here. Um, one of the things that I would mention, and this is going to be my story stock number three, is the story is like uh, Spencer mentioned, e-commerce has been making runs, so I'm looking for that laggard. The fundamentals point to uh, need him, maintains buy, raising to 98 price target. And then the technicals that I'm seeing is multiple attempts to break support and that last attempt bringing some volume spike. So I'll be looking for that to hold and looking for some pullback today to kind of measure myself in. I like red to green moves when I try to get in. So like always, guys, do your own research. But yeah. that, that's how I'm approaching this trade. And so you I haven't got in you guys everything. Have not yeah. gotten in this full disclosure. Going to be looking to get in today yeah. um, based off the chart. And, and, and you guys see my uh, three... How, how, how I'm approaching these trades. So it's story, fundamentals, and technicals combined, and that's how I do the research to take the trade. I, I like Overstock. I've been in this stock a couple of times trying to go. I was in it from 60 back in, like, November, and it ran to 70. Actually, it was in December, I think. It ran to 70 very quickly, and then it sold off, and it couldn't hold, and I'm like, it just doesn't want to hold. And I kept thinking that, you know, this used to, we used to talk about this like a Bitcoin play. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what all I thought. Done. It still, it still it, is. I, I, well, <laughs> market doesn't think it is, um, because it doesn't run, it didn't run at all with Bitcoin. They will today. 
<laughs> it will today. We don't know what it's going to do. Um, but I, I like it. I like the setup, Mitch. I like the story here. Um, I, I'm not in it either. I kind of wish I was. But at the same time, I've been in it a couple times, and I, it hasn't worked. So I don't know what's going to kickstart this. Maybe it gets kickstarted here. You know, the online. It had a good day yesterday. Sometimes you get the two-day move. You get some follow-through here. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I don't mind the stock here either. All right, let's do bank earnings, and then we'll, and then we'll go to our guests because it's eight twenty-five, and we didn't even get to the banks. Let's uh, get so, banks. So the, the the bottom line is is they all beat, with the exception of Wells Fargo, which missed on their sales. Uh, dig a little deeper into the reports, and uh, investment banking revenue was up across the board. Net interest margins were down across the board, uh, which isn't great. And you got a couple buyback headlines. So Wells Fargo's board approved uh, an increase of their buyback by five hundred million shares. Uh, and then I think City also. Uh, so I, I don't. I haven't seen anything from J.P. Morgan on the buyback front yet, but I believe City uh, said, yeah, they're, they're going to resume buybacks in Q1. So you're getting the banks come buy after you know the stress test results from a few what four or five weeks ago. Um, they're going to start buying back more stocks. So the bottom line is they all beat on their on their EPS and sales, with the exception of Wells Fargo, which had a mixed report um, and buybacks. They all ran up too much into the reports a lot of the good news already baked in it seems like the banks always want to do this it's why i go along the banks ahead of the reports i go along all these stocks ahead of the reports because they just typically run ahead of the reports i've been long every single night you know and i flip them usually in the mornings when they're bit up but you know jp morgan Citigroup. look in the last five days they're going straight up why because well maybe the market's going up a little bit helping it but you know the market if you look at s&p's is flat in the last five days these stocks are not they're running into the event Event happens, and it's like, oh, you know, the, uh, these earnings are awesome, but there's nobody left to buy. And they turn around and they sell. So, I mean, it's stupid. It's all stupid, but this was what works. Hmm. Doesn't look like uh, the selling is done as of yet here. Uh, spiked to 35 where you had some highs. You're breaching uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays low right there, 33.60. So you got to get above that to rally. And then on the dailies, I can't really give you anything until 3250. I don't know if it's going to get that low today, uh, but um, got to get above 3363 to get a look at the close. At th- wow, that close is right there, 3380. See pretty good support at the pair of lows at 3250. Uh, Bank America had a nice run, and you're right, Dynasty stocks usually run into the reports. They do. And Bank America doesn't look like they're done selling that yet. You will come into your two-day low there, so see what happens. Just around 30, 33. Uh, Parallel is just above 33, and then you got the drop off to 32. So, But I don't know. It just doesn't feel like they're going to, you know, after such run-up, if anybody was playing the short term on the short side, they're going to be like a little bit of breathing room. So uh, down, but not out. Morgan. Sure took its time to get back to old-time highs, but it did. Is that all-time just... highs? Yeah. Yep. That's unbelievable. It sat there at 100 bucks forever. Yeah. This is a little bit more all... Oh, this one's a little bit more all over the place, down... Hmm. Let's look at the range from yesterday and use the low as resistance at 140. And then, I don't know, not seeing much to 138 in this one. On the I, I mean, is, do the pullbacks get bought in the bank? Yeah, Pro- probably. Well, yeah, if, if, but you bought. know, do you wait a little bit? I mean, it's a good, it's a big run, one twenty-five to one forty-one for J.P. Morgan in six days, seven days. 
So you got down to like 135 area. I think people are scooping up. You coming early at 139? Maybe. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It seems like if you buy the dip, you make money. But I, it, it, it's tough. Eventually, it's not going to work. Just this type of market just seems like anything you buy. Yeah, you know, the market is just kind of like it was like a year ago. Right? Remember last year in January? Or <laughs> well, the last five years? Just a little well, no, bit on steroids this time? Yeah, just, you know, every, not, you know, just grind, you know, grinding higher, you know. Um, last year we're talking, you know, the exact same thing. A lot has taken place and we're a lot higher, but just seems, the, you know, the same, same feel, the same set of circumstances. And if you don't have, uh, uh, you know, an event like we had, then, poof, you know. And, and if time? I if I recall, Joel was trying to convince himself to be bearish. Well, Joel t- a lot usually has a bearish tilt. It seems like, uh, but if little I little did I know, jo- Joel was concerned about the election, and then we got the virus, and then <laughs> everything happened. All right, eight twenty nine. Just before a guess, one yeah. thing to remember: it is option expiration. It's the early one. Remember, they fall yeah. between fifteen and the twenty first. You got the early expiration yep. here today. 15th. It's all buy imbalances here right now. Again, option expiration, anything can happen. These could all flip to sells. You have big institutional action jockeying the equities against their open option positions. So a lot of things can happen here at the open and at the close. Always a little bit more volatility, but get your order out there. I mean, this is the type of market that, you know, have your order out there. You got a target on something, throw your order out because sometimes on these opens, you can get out in nice prices that maybe you didn't think you could get. All right, let's bring on our guest here, Marcus Heitkotter. He is the founder of Rockwell Trading, has uh, over 15 years of trading experience. So he can give us his point of view on how this market is different from previous years. Marcus, good morning. Hey, good morning. Okay, first time on the show. Thank you. Just want to make sure that the audio is okay. We got you. We see you. We hear you. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, Good for being here. So yeah, I said my first time and uh, I am I, I really enjoy listening to you, especially what's going on in the background. I am a completely technical trader, so I don't have an opinion on the market. I used to do this in the beginning of my trading career that I thought I knew when a stock was going up or down. And I mean, you said it earlier. I, I mean, is it really possible to hold this market down? I mean, <laughs> Apparently, according to the markets, we are better off than we were before the pandemic. And to I me, know. this does not make sense. You see, I even printed myself a mug that tells me all day long, trade what you see, not what you think. So this is what I'm doing here. Yeah. And uh, so for for me, it's all about technical indicators. And uh, I mean, you mentioned two stocks. You mentioned uh, BlackBerry and Overstock. So um let me show you what I see on the charts. Is that sure. Okay. Yeah, sh- yeah. If you could, if you want to share your screen and we can pull it up and we can we can absolutely see what you're seeing. All right. Let's see what we got here. That's not. Hold on a second. Uh, if you get to just show me uh, in full screen as you did earlier. There we go. There we go. There we go. Super cool. So uh, this here is BlackBerry. Now um, I look at three different indicators, and this is what you see here in the bottom. I'm, I'm just zooming in a little bit so that everybody can see this. So I like to look at the RSI, and I'm looking back over the past seven days. I like to look at the stochastics using uh, the standard parameters of 14, 3, and 3, and I like to look at the MACD. Now, why three indicators? Because what I noticed over the years, if you only use one indicator, 
it might give you some false breakout signals. So here, here's how I use the indicators. It's a little bit unique. So I'm giving you here a super quick crash course of sure. uh, what I'm doing. So for the RSI, whenever I see that the RSI is above 50, you see the RSI is the oscillator between zero and 100. We all know that. Um, and, and Wells Wilder suggests that if it is above 70, it's overbought. And if it is below 30, it's oversold. And you know what? Back in 1973 or whenever he did it 50 years ago, that might have been true. What I found in the markets these days, especially when you look at stocks and look at daily charts, and that's what I prefer to do. Uh, this, when I see the RSI above 50, usually means that the stock is more likely to go up and the RSI below 50 means that the stock is more likely to go down. I do the exact same with the stochastics. Once I see that the stochastics is above 50, it is more likely for the stock to go up. If it is below, it is more likely for the stock to go down. And you see, this is where I experience there is no perfect indicator. I wish there would be a perfect indicator. I was looking for the perfect indicator. And this is what I noticed. It is not. But when I'm combining indicators and have a second indicator confirming what the first indicator does, that's when we're getting somewhere. And this is why I thought, you know what? If two indicators are good, what's better than two indicators? Three indicators. And this is why I also looked at the MACD, a momentum indicator. And for the MACD, I want to see that uh, the MACD is above its signal line. And here in my chart, it is the purple line above the orange line. So when all three are given, when, when all three criteria are true, this is when I start coloring my bars on the chart in green. So as an example, you see here, uh, I'm almost perfect as I'm drawing this line here. Oh my gosh, this looks like a hot mess. <laughs> okay, but you get the idea. So when I see that the RSI is above 50, let me actually quickly remove a few things because this is really getting colorful. This way, it's probably better. So uh, here we go. Perfect. So when I see that the RSI is above 50 and the stochastics is above 50 and the MACD is moving above its signal line, this is when I'm plotting green bars on my charts because I know that now it is more likely for this stock to go up. By more likely, I, I don't know what the stock will do. Nobody knows what a stock is doing, right? I mean, <laughs> this is where we are just playing the odds. And this is why we use stop losses and profit targets. I, I mean, remember that you talked about profit targets here a little bit earlier. But you see, with this, I have a pretty good accuracy of what a stock might be doing. And this is where here, since you talked about BlackBerry, BlackBerry actually saw two days ago right here that the indicators are already saying it is more likely for BlackBerry to go up. Now, how, how could the indicators know it? Of course they can, but here's the deal. There's always some people in the market who know something, right? I mean, it's insider trading, it's illegal. Yes, we know this, but some people know more than others. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> this some is why there's some informed participants out there. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, no, I no, I agree. Like we know, we've talked about it before. You know, you can see sometimes you know sell-offs into events, and then all of a sudden they have bad news, and it's like okay. Or you see, you know, we see it in the options chain sometimes. There's definitely some people who are trading dirty out there. There's no doubt right. it exists. Right, yes. and, and and this is where the indicators help me to find it because this were, um, I mean, literally two days ago. Um, no, this is the wrong chart. Uh, 
Wrong screen. There we go. Uh, two days ago, we saw that uh, BlackBerry is more likely to go up. Uh, so, I mean, full disclosure, I didn't trade it. I'll be happy to show you what I'm trading right now. Uh, but this is the way how I like to trade. Now, the uh, the other stock that you mentioned, um, Overstock. So let's take a look at Overstock and see yep. what my indicators would be saying to Overstock. Um, and here we go. Look at this, a green bar yesterday. And uh, let me just zoom in here. There we go. Green bar means that now the RSI is above 50, the stochastics is above 50. And as we can see, the MACD is above its signal line. So this means that overstock technically is more likely to go up. And again, I wish I had all this knowledge of what's going on in the background with overstock, right? Whether uh, <laughs> whether it is good earnings or bad earnings or whatever it might be, but I am not that smart. And I, I'm a super lazy trader. And uh, as a super lazy trader, I like the indicators do the work for me. <laughs> so, so, so Marcus, is overstock uh, a name that you would trade today, that you would consider buying today? Well, you see, uh, I actually trade two different trading strategies. I have this strategy, which is kind of a momentum strategy. And uh, let me just uh, come back here to the charts. So I like to trade this strategy when the markets are really moving. So uh, let's take a look right now just as the, at the S&P here. doesn't really matter which of the indices we take. And we see that uh, the S&P has been trending really nicely in November. So during these times, I like to use a trend following strategy. But if you look right now, what the S&P is doing here, right now, you mentioned it, it's just going sideways. I mean, the market is trapped here. The market has been trapped for a while. And this is also what I see earlier this year, where the market is just trapped. Now, when the market is trapped like this and just wants to go up, as you said, I mean, what can take the, keep this market down, right? This is when I like to use a second strategy. And uh, this is selling put options. Because when selling put options, right, we pick a level on the chart where we say, oh, well, the stock is probably not going below this. We are collecting premium. And uh, if we are right, then we can keep the premium. And if you're wrong, then we have to buy the stock at this level. But honestly, in this market, who wouldn't want to buy stocks at a discount? You mentioned it earlier. For, for most of the stocks, the move is already gone, right? <laughs> so this is where it, it's super hard for the market to move lower for whatever reason. I mean, I'm not fighting it. Again, trade what you see. Not what what about time right? frames for you, Marcus? What kind of time frames do you like to trade on? Uh, first of all, I trade on daily charts and for expirations. I really uh, go for this week's expiration or next week's expiration. Okay. So I'll, I'll be happy to show you uh, my account and what trades I have in there oh, right okay. now. If you're willing to show us that. <laughs> Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> why not, right? So this is an account. And uh, first of all, GDXJ, uh, these are the gold miners. And uh, I'll show you both on the chart and in the account so that you see what exactly I'm betting on here. And uh, so for GDXJ, I entered this earlier in the week. And here, my bet is that GDXJ will stay above 49.50 until this afternoon when options expire. And you see thus far, it seems to be quite good because we are opening here slightly lower at 51.61 pre-market. This is what it looks like. But I should be okay. So this one here should expire worthless. This is a trade, as you can see, super short-term trade. Uh, I was in this trade for three days. So this is uh, the third day that I'm in. 
And uh, I'll probably end up with around $400 on this trade. So, I mean, that's not a whole lot, but it, it all adds up. So LL, Lumber Liquidator, is another one uh, where I saw, man, Lumber Liquidator, really strong support here. Let me bring it up on the chart and uh, show you what I'm interested in right now. Oops, that's not what I wanted to do. Come on. There we go. So Lumber Liquidator, uh, I saw that there's support at 28. So this is what I did here. I sold the sold 36 options at uh, 28. And uh, if I'm right, I'm probably making around $600 today. And will LL stay above 28 today? Sure hope so. Right now, uh, it's, it's down pre-market. It's down 4.25%, but it's still at $30.40. So we'll see. That should be good. So... Um, Monsters, Monsters is a trade that I entered yesterday. I mean, this is, we will see how this works out. Let me just uh, come over here. Um, okay, so this was LL and uh, we should be good here. So Monster, it's a one day trade. It's a one day trade. And now uh, let me show you what I did here. Uh, so going back to the handy dandy iPad, looking at Monster. So I saw yesterday that I can collect a lot of premium on the 86 strike and right now it is trading at $91. No idea why somebody would really uh, sell me the 86 strike, but I wanna show you here what happened in this account. So, and just do the math of how much money can be made in a day by selling options. So let me bring up the handy dandy calculator. So I sold it yesterday uh, for 30 cents. So this means $30 per contract and I traded 12 options. So this would be, $360 in a day. I don't know about you. MNST 86, 86 puts for the weekly expiration. We're going for 30 cents. Yesterday, yes. There, that right now. Crazy. This is my trade. Yeah, price. that's good eye right there to find that because I would have wrote that for 30 cents too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You so, would have I mean, for 20. Over the, over the years, I, I would have sold for 20, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still, I think, a bit asked right how, now. It's 20 over 30. I mean, do we you have, have a scanner work. looking for this? Like, how do you find the actual Yeah, I strikes? have a scanner. So over the years, I, I built my own software. It's called the yeah. PowerX Optimizer for both of these strategies. Uh, so I can just uh, quickly show you what this looks like. So I have these, these two strategies, and this is where I'm uh, building this scanner. Uh, let me just... There we go, so that I can use my pen here. So uh, for the for the swing trading strategy, the directional uh, strategy, every day the scanner gives me uh, two to eight stocks to look for. And then I do a quick visual inspection where I look for, okay, are there any gaps? I, I don't like to trade stocks that are gapping because if a stock has shown gaps in the past, it is more likely to have gaps in the future. And gaps are great when they're working in your favor but they're horrible when they're working against you right so i don't like gappy stocks i want to see some nice trendability and then uh, the final thing i want to see a nicely p l chart underneath and what does this mean well the the software that i'm using that i've programmed here for myself is actually going back and looking if i had traded this stock over the past year according to the rules of this strategy. And uh, I can uh, give you a resource a little bit later. I've written this book. I'll be happy to send it to everybody for $4.95. Uh, we can talk about this later. Anyhow, so this is where I'm looking back and say, okay, if I had traded, and here we are looking at uh, BlackBerry because you brought it up earlier. So I was just curious. If I had traded BlackBerry according to the rules of this strategy, over the past year, I would have had 
19 trades, seven of them would have been winning trades, 12 would have been losing trades. So at first, this does not sound good, but you see, on average, on a winning trade, I would make $570 and I would lose $130. So this would give me an ROI on a, uh, of 87% uh, if I had traded BlackBerry purely mechanical, absolutely purely mechanically based on these indicators. So uh, this is uh, the, the first thing that I do. And then, yes, I do have uh, a scanner for these options. So this is how I found this uh, yesterday. So I have a wheel scanner here, and what I do, I have my little calculator. Uh, let me just see, there it is. So if, if you look at the calculator, this is where I saw yesterday, oh my gosh, I have Monster, and it was trading at 90, um, 90.95, yeah, yesterday. And uh, then I, I saw that I could sell the, the 85 for 20 cents. So this would give me an annualized return, an annualized return of 86%. It's almost a no-brainer, right? And uh, so right now the scanner is not running because this is where I see here when the market is open. So this is here an intraday scanner because these opportunities happen intraday. So um, Marcus, yeah. Marcus, but before we let you go, I want to want to see if I can get one story out of you of a really big loser and, and what you, what you learned from that. Oh my God, I have been selling options for a long, long time. And uh, you see, there, there was the time way back when, when bonds were just going up, 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 up. And so I was selling options on bonds. I was selling puts and uh, it was going great. It was going great. And this was actually after 9-11. And uh, you know, after 9-11, then at some point there was the invasion of Iraq. And everybody thought it will only take a few days, right? I mean, we will be done with this in 48 hours. And so did I. But bonds came crashing down, right? I mean, they came crashing down and they went through all of the levels of my puts. I mean, they, they crashed down really, really hard. And I held on to this losing trade because I thought, oh, my God, I traded what I thought. Stupid. So again, my mark. <laughs> he needs to remind me of everything because I thought this will be over. Well, we know how this went, right? And uh, so this wiped out my account. I mean, I really lost seventy-six percent of my trading account on oh, wow. one stupid trade. Well, that's a good one. That's but right now, uh, much much tighter stop losses. And uh, right now, the market says have taught me no more ego. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I admit it. Um, well, at least you got a good story out of that. That's, that's great. <laughs> Marcus, <laughs> Mar Marcus Heidkotter. You got to have the good ones with the bad ones, right? Exactly right. Uh, Marcus hey, Heidkotter is the founder of Rockwell Trading. If you're digging his vibe, you want to learn more, you can go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. You can check that out there. Marcus, thanks a lot. Thanks, Marcus. Good, that was fun. Good, thanks, good charts, fun interview. Good strategy. Got uh, some good feedback from our chat. We appreciate it. So uh, have a good rest of the week. All right. Thank you. Right. Enjoy the weekend. And on that note, Jason Rasnick is joining us. Jason, oh, he's right good morning. There. He's fast today. He's there. He's, he's dressed a, to impress he's got today, a sport too. Coat on. Oh, he's my gosh. He looks There's so There's not yeah. a new dress code. Look, Do we have a new dress code? Really, he cleans up well. Do we have a new dress code, hair. Jason? <laughs> my hair. Good. Your hair is perfect. All right. Let's hair go. was perfect. Like, good, where good was morning. the London? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sunshines. Where, where, where are you right now? Are you in Florida? Florida. No, I'm in Michigan. Okay. We have what our... are you doing back in Michigan? Go back to Florida. Why would you want to be in Michigan? I don't in the winter. Know. I went I don't to... know. Well, I do know. There's only one reason I'm here. 
I had this great idea to coach a flag football team. And we have oh, our first right. game this Sunday. Remember, I went on Facebook and I recruited kids from all over the state. Right. And, um, you know, we'll be, um, one of the teams that we'll be playing is um, the one of the SPACs, GHIV. They'll be uh, converting, you know, to UWM. That's one of the teams we're playing. I needed to recruit a team so we could beat them. So our first game is Sunday. I'm very nervous. So that's why I'm back in town okay. so we can, um, you know, get some practices in. But today I'm dressed up a little nicer because we have our quarterly lunch and learn, not lunch and learn, but quarterly thing where we go over all the data of Benzinga, all the facts, what what we're trying to accomplish, you know, set the year right. It's from 11 to three, I think, or 11 to two today. Um, and so I looked up, dressed a little nicer. We also have 20 boxes of swag in my garage here. We got Benzinga jackets, like track jackets, hats. Dennis, you'll have a package. When Stacy gets back, she's going to pick up Riley. It's a long story. Um, she has my mother on board. Anyways, we have, we have 20 boxes, like they're huge in our garage. So that's that's the story on that. Now, okay. I know they want to get into training. What, what's up? Yeah. What's, what's no, up? no, we got to give people what they want. And they want to know about your, your testicles or puts. I don't even remember anymore. Oh, so you know about that. That's what I was about to ask. So yeah, I, I saw you in the chat yesterday. I saw okay. you in the chat. So I asked Dennis what I should do. So I have one Tesla call that expires today. I bought it like in October last year. For 15, I mean, I'm just giving the dollar amounts because it's just easier to understand the numbers, I think. And I'm not trying to brag. Trust me, I bought Tesla calls before and I've lost on them on timing. So it's, you know, just, just one that I've made money on. Um, so I bought one Tesla call, Dennis. Or about two, but one I already ex I, um, executed a while ago. So the, the Tesla call I bought for $15.40, the January 540s, Dennis. And, oh, I, and I paid 15 and I paid fifteen forty for it. When okay. did you buy that? Um, does it show me the day any trade? Let's see. Um, um, you went out a ways though when you obviously. I bought it. November, I bought it November third, two thousand twenty. Okay. Okay. Wow. And I yep. bought another one in October. What was the strike? The strike is five forty. Wow! Great buy. Well, so to Dennis, we're three hundred three hundred and ten dollars intrinsic value there. <laughs> I don't mean. I mean, I know. I don't know what that means. Oh, because <laughs> the, the delta between the actual and what that thing is. That's what it's it? worth if it's eight fifty four pre market. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Yep. And they're like Jason. J Jason's like they're like Jason's the biggest idiot when it comes to options. All right. So Dennis, here's the thing: the option is up twenty eight thousand eight ninety nine as of yesterday, and so it's at thirty thousand four forty. All right. So I have to either exercise it today. Like sell it and take the thirty thousand dollar profit, or um, if I do nothing, E Trade automatically converts it into the stock, which means yeah. that I would have to purchase the stock for five forty, which would be fifty four thousand. It would be thirty thousand I would have to pay because I have thirty thousand. I have to pay another twenty four thousand. The the pros and cons that I weighed, Dennis, was um, if I take the money now, which I think I may, is that it's a nice quick win on an option, and I don't win on all, on all my options because my timing's usually yeah. off, and the Thing if I buy the stock, then I won't get that big tax gain, and I'll and I yeah. I'll hold the stock for a while. Dennis, if you were in my shoes, what would you do? I wish I was an accountant to give you those questions, but I mean, it it's all about you know what what is your own tax situation? I guess you're looking at what are your thoughts on Tesla going forward? You know, if you still bullish the stock. And you know, it's not a bad way to go about it to take you know and take. What the was stock, your original plan? What was your original? Plan? Well, that's a good question too. Well, what if I say I didn't have one? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it's speculation. 
The original no, plan no, was speculation, no. it sounds no. like. My original plan was to get to make money on options, to do exact speculation to sell the options today, to sell the options for the thing. Every time I bought Tesla options, guys, even you and Joel, Joel, you and Dennis told me a while ago my options from last year that were up a ton, not to sell them, and I had those, and I and I sold one of them, and then it went up like forty thousand dollars, and I was so mad at myself. This time I'm like I'm hanging into the end. I'm not gonna think about that like I did last year and I screwed up. Do you is- think you think that let's say you sell it today, right? Um, let's say on the open it opens at eight fifty five and you sell it for whatever it's worth, right? A little bit of premium. Do you th- and you but you still really want the stock? Do you think? That within the next week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, you're going to be able to buy the stock cheaper than this. No, I don't take think he the, is either. To take the, to take the stock. Uh, I, I'll say I, I can't say what to do with your option. I'll say what I think Tesla's going to do. I have no position in Tesla, and I've been bullish for a while. You know that. I just I don't have a position in it. I think Tesla's going a thousand bucks. I said it a while ago when it was seven hundred. I said I think. It could I think I said I think it, it could go to a thousand dollars. I think it's going to a thousand dollars. So I don't know why it just you know it doesn't go down. It doesn't respond. I mean the bloody market's trading down fifteen points today, and Tesla's up eight points. The stock is just you know unbelievable. I I I don't know in the twenty one years that I've been trading professionally, I don't think I've ever seen a stock as resilient as Tesla. I don't know if I've ever seen one this strong and maybe i'm forgetting 1999 because i was a young buck back then 22 years old coming out of university but i don't remember a stock being this resilient and this stock just does every time it pulls back even a little bit people are scrambling to get in it i think the stock's going to a thousand dollars so but but with that being said you know could you pull back could, anything can happen nobody knows anything but this stock does not like look like it wants to go down to me right now so and dennis when i was on the show last week i told you i sold like three or five shares I did sell another five shares of the common stock. So <laughs> this is 100 shares you're talking about here now, though. So once you take the stock, you got to be able to stomach big moves, obviously, because you're talking 100 shares of Tesla. So this thing's going to move around on you two, 3,000 a day. So, Maybe have a bad day. It could go down five grand. But, but, I mean, that's something to consider. You know right? what also you could do? This is the, uh, an idea. So let's say whatever profit you bank, let's say you sell it and you bank it, right? Go out and buy it. Go buy some uh, June one thousands or something, you know. Well, Go spend some, spend some of your money, you know, spend some of your money, your Profits books on profit. Call. Yeah, and and you're and you're you're playing with the house's money on this, and you and you got. And that's you, what the chat's saying. That, that's what a lot of people roll are it up. saying. Yeah. Oh, they're yep. saying that. But yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did see people, and when I went to E Trade to do it, the roll up, I I saw that, and I was like, that's too complicated. But <laughs> no, it was like three. Fields, you know me at ADD. I get when it goes past two fields, I'm like, what? Three fields? No way. So the I, this is one thing I was thinking of selling another ten shares of Tesla today, the the common stock, and then so that will raise me with Tesla's that that'll raise me like another eight thousand, and then let this convert into the stock. You know, I mean, Dennis, I'm on margin right now, the most I've ever been on margin. I bought so many stocks the past two weeks. If you if we went over my stocks right now, you guys, your guys' head would spin. I just find. I'm buying. I'm, I'm probably buying some shitty stocks too, but I just been buying some of these. The shitty ones are the best ones right now. <laughs> yeah. No, Dennis, I'm not kidding, man. Like, I, like, the, the, like some of these stocks that I was yelling at Luke about that he gave me that I was getting killed on. They come back. Yeah, like I bought Save. I bought a decent amount of Spirit Airlines. I was down ten percent. Now I'm up nine percent. 
Ford. I was giving Luke all this crap about Ford because he told me to buy it. <laughs> hey, Jason, now, I'm in Ford um, too. We are, I am too. Dennis, Dennis, how about GAN? You remember you used to say this is the only RAS pick that's negative? GAN is all positive now. Come on, come on, Come on, 100% winners. Yeah, <laughs> At least this is the kind of market that is so forgiving, though. I mean, we were talking about off the hop, Jason. It's like the bag holder bailout market. You've got stocks you've had, you're downing them for years. GameStop, there's people that bought GameStop like three, four years ago. They've been down, they're down 50% of their money. They're bailed out in the last two days. Nice. I mean, it's incredible. Hey, the, what, the dogs wait, are just that? barking. Going back to Jason, I mean, you, I mean, I guess you have to make the decision today if the, you know you, you you buy the stock. But if I do, it, if I do nothing, it automatically converts. It, it automatically converts to the stock, the common stock. But what's there's also, I mean, why do you, I mean you made a great decision buying it? You did it over a long period of time. What makes you, you know, why not take the money? And, and wait a couple of days and see what the stock does. I mean, unless you're afraid it's going 875, 900, you know, because it's had a, it had a, a, a nice week this week. It had a nice range and it's right in the middle of the range. So, you know, take the money, sit back for a day or two and, and then reevaluate. That, that I would do it. Just, it just, you're turned off paying the taxes. 40%. Yeah, I got you. That's my only Dude. issue though. The, okay. So, someone in the chat, I think Harry said this, and I'm inclined to agree. Don't let taxes be like the reason you do or don't do something. You know, like it, it can be like one factor to consider, but I, I don't know. Like taxes, I, I do it. I, I do it though at the yeah. end of the year. When, I don't do it in January. Yeah, no, you're worried that, about that's the what end I'm of saying. The, January, January too early. January when I get 15. to December two weeks ago, I was like, okay, yes. I'll wait. I'll wait till you know the couple yes. of weeks. Too it's much January happens 15. between now and then. Yeah, yeah I don't worry. I actually look at January. It's like oh, all of a sudden I'm I'm paying a lower tax bill. I'm saving more of my money now in January because I get to start fresh. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all right. So a couple of just quick updates on stocks. I'm just gonna run through. I was on the show two weeks ago. I said I was buying Office Depot, ODP, new CEO, all this different stuff. OD, I mean everything's taking off. So the I don't kind of stock that's going right now. Yeah, so ODP is still moving. Another one that like just rocketed um is wait, i just had it up on the screen i um um well up, up work uh dennis and joel is over 40 again that um, looks yeah. like it's gonna go too yeah so I, you guys know the cannabis stocks that i talk about i talk about two and only two because i'm a boring mother i'm boring mother effort i didn't say a swear word is Terrison <laughs> t-r-s-s-f we bought that at three dollars the ceo was on our was on a, a cannabis show at two dollars i you know, he talked and, you know, when you hear CEOs, you just never know because they're always going to say paint the positive picture. So I bought it like two weeks after he was on our show or two, whatever. And the stock's now 13, $13.77. I bought it at three. I have to say I sold like 70% of it, but I still have some. And now it's enough that it's like at $13. We bought it at three. That's another one just keeps moving like crazy right now. And I, and I still think it may be a good value because the CEO and chairman are really good. So that was... um you know, something. And then there's one more that I, um, IMMR I'm hanging on to. It was another one. Um, Gan, we talked about, um, ENG. That's one of us. Uh, I said, I bought you, I bought some of these MoMA plays that I don't even know what they do. ENG, what is this one? It's like a hydrogen play. Um, oh, anything hydrogen. Oh, that's hot. ENG. <laughs> yeah. One I've of never the, even heard of this one. One of these guys on, wow. like, Twitter came, on came out, came on one of the shows and said to buy it. I'm like, ah, oh, you're out of your mind. So then I bought it like a week later. 
And I, it's at, it's at like at 753. I think I bought it at four. I think he came on at like at 250. Yeah. I bought it for because he kept storied he, stock. Well, well, he kept DMing me. He's like, Jason, how uh, how happy are you about ENG? How happy are you? And I'm like, well, I'm not in it. You know, I, hate- <laughs> <laughs> I better I better just buy this. <laughs> well, like, yeah, because back in the day, uh, Dennis, like when someone would do that to me, I'm like, I'd pretend that I had it. You know, this is before I did Benzinga, but like when you're like in your 20s, I just gotta pretend. I'm like, no, I don't want to pretend. I want my I want my portfolio to be totally public record, so people know what I own, what I don't own. I don't want like any of it. And then I see you guys in the chat hitting me up big time on Voyager. Yes, Steve Ehrlich was on the show. What at, is that? Um, Voyager Digital is a crypto brokerage. So Voyager Digital, it's a Canadian, it's on the Canadian and OTC. Oh. And What's the symbol on that? Um, Canadian OTC though. It's a, it's oh. a hard one, Joe. No, 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 no. He mean, he means it's trading Canada in the U.S. It's OTC. That's what he. Oh, means. Yeah, That's yeah. what he meant to say. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, it's, so it's so, V. It's V Y. So guys, the stock. You guys, this is. Do you have it up? Because it's crazy. Wait, wait till you hear this. I think so. Yeah, V Y. Wait, wait. Say it again, Victor. Too many symbols. Too many letters. Victor. Yankee. Yankee. Golf. Golf. Victor. Victor. Fo- Foxtrot. That's it. Jeez, I hope I get it this time. Okay. Oh, there you go. All right. Guys, guys. All right. I'll give you this the story. Wow. On so, uh, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. This is freaking hilarious, okay? So, Steve Ehrlich is the CEO. Steve Ehrlich was the CEO of Lightspeed. Lightspeed was one of Benzinga's first five clients for licensing many years ago. Steve Ehrlich then did something else, didn't work out, then got to Voyager. They did a reverse merger with like some like penny stock, like a way back penny stock. It was at 60 cents. I bought the stock of, of Voyager out of like, you know, kind of like Steve, I'm, you know, I'm going to support you, right? I think I bought it at 80 cents. I think it went down to 30 cents, okay? I ended up selling most of that stock like at 90 cents or something a while ago. But then – um, Steve Rowe came on one of the shows that we had like for 80 cents. I didn't buy then. I just like didn't buy. And then I bought like at 180 or $2. Luke bought, Luke's, Luke's had it the whole time. Luke never trades. He just holds it. You support it, support it, you know, just like, hey, you know, good luck. This stock has taken off so much that when we invested, it was a $60 million valuation. It's a billion dollar valuation now, Dennis, on the Canadian wow. exchange. And it's like, and I know nothing, like if you guys, like someone in the chat, said they're growing assets by $5 million a day. I, like, I, I know nothing about the stock, really. Like, I don't, like, follow it closely. I do know it's a crypto thing, and I know they had, like, $4 million in revenue last year, but they've yeah. grown the revenue. They, their asset center management, Dennis, has grown substantially. Like, Do we got anything breaking right now? Just yes. decide to interrupt that's a, you. That's, a, that's the imbalances. They're all sell right now, Joel. It's oh, they all flip to sell? Yeah, they flip to sell. Oh, okay. So, so it, I'm bringing this up because it just it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's like a Coinbase. It's a Coinbase competitor. That's what it is. That's the uh, that's the easy thing to talk yeah, to. And yeah. I'm not named I just and, and the CEO is a nice person. Like he's a nice person. But when, I don't like talking stocks with like the people that I know because then I have to like then I can't trade it. I don't want to ever. So I don't really. That's why you guys know way more on it. Um, other than I. And then, oh, they did a twenty five million dollar offering last night. So the stock could be down this morning. That's not that big. Million, it's not. OK. So maybe it's not going to be down. So well, no, I mean. 20, 25 million shares. No, dollars. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I mean, Dennis, it just gets me thinking Benzinga should be a freaking public stock. And then we just announced it. Right now, you should be. 
<laughs> right now, this is uh, like hey, the, hey. the time to be public. I mean, people, you know, have these small companies and they're getting rich just getting public because everybody's just, you know, creating ridiculous valuations for stuff. It's a crypto. So as soon as you said it's Coinbase, all right, so we've got a Bitcoin play and people are hungry for anything Bitcoin, anything. So it's not surprising the stock like this would just explode in market cap, you know, in the last couple of weeks because everybody is scrambling to get any exposure to Bitcoin in any way. I mean, Mara over here, you know, has went from $3 to $24. We talked about it on the show at $3. It's $24 here now. Um, mm. You know, Riot Blockchain, you know, these are obviously oh publicly God. traded ones. $3 to $27. It's down this morning, you, $27. This is a 1,000% gainer in two months. It's up a 1,000%. Dennis, do you remember when Riot Blockchain was like a like when they it was accused oh, yeah. of fraud and all that stuff? It went down oh, yeah. from 10 to 2. Yeah, wasn't that guy on CNBC? It didn't he get roasted on uh, yes. this? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, I remember yep, that. Yep. And there was a guy locally that um, I just okay. I did buy a couple like I got back into a position that I sold out of VSTO. I bought that, and it's not doing anything right now. It's up 0.44 percent. I bought it. I bought some call options on it too. Not much. I just bought it as a hedge against craziness in Washington. So that's why I bought I bought some I bought SWBI call options as well. That one's up thirty percent since I bought it, but I bought some gun man ammunition manufacturers just because I think people are buying guns and stuff. Someone them on the phone said to me, like, I just need to have a gun at home, which any other downside hedges? Any other uh any yeah, other I, besides I, I, Yeah, I bought I, I bought a um I, I bought puts on spy. I bought puts on SPY. I bought the February um, 361s of 2021. So that's like a little bit of a hedge. I bought puts on it. I'm not saying it's a perfect hedge, but I'm trying to protect it. Because I did say to you guys, and I know in the chat you guys are giving me advice to cover my to cover my um, hedge stuff. Why does my wife call when I'm on the show? Just don't get it. She knows <laughs> I do the show. Anyway, um, so – and then um, – any any other picks? I don't know. I'm trying to think of any other picks today. Um, I still own ESTC. ESTC, it's elastic. Bert David wants us to start paying them. Whatever Benzinga that got pays. upgrade today. The Bert David pay portfolio. I believe yeah. that got an upgrade today. ESTC, Dennis, put it on Joel, put it on your watch list. Seriously. I ESTC. trade this stock all the time. It's oh, you one. do? It's I don't Yeah, I trade ESTC. Oh, I don't trade it all this. I bought a big a decent no, I say big. Big's relative. It's probably nothing compared to what yours are. But it's big for me on this one. I just bought it because I'm like, Bert David wants us to start paying. Any any every single stock that, is, said that. that we had started paying, and I'm telling you, like sixteen of them, data dog to whatever, um, a HubSpot to Ring Central, they all are four hundred percent gainers. So I'm like, I'm gonna be so angry when EST sees a four hundred percent gainer and I didn't follow through on this. So I'm I went big on this one, but you know, it'll probably be the first one that's not a hundred percent gainer. Upgrade at Stiefel today, raising the price target from one forty-five to one eighty. It gets through that one sixty, and it's off to the races again. That's the level in the line in the sand. But I like the setup here on ESTC too. Stiefel upgrading at the perfect time. What about companies that uh, we stop doing business with? <laughs> By the way, no, that's a good question. By the way, Dennis, we're a media company, so I don't think it makes sense. But like, Stiefel moves the stock because they upgrade it. Why is Stiefel any smarter than us? Like, I mean, maybe they are. I'm just saying, like, like, like we should do like the PMP a, a rating system. Not to say you guys are buying. That is his head right there. No, it's just it's just perception. It's per, I mean, some of these analysts are good. Some move stocks more than others. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you one guy that's good. You guys should probably know him to say Gene Munster. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's pretty great. Good. I'll tell you one more person that's good. And uh, you know what's funny? The people that are good are all friends of us. Kathy Wood, great. Gene Munster, great. Um, you guys, great. Like, that's why I'm like, I honestly, when they say steeple, maybe they're fine. But I would rather see the rating that personally that I have or you guys have. I, I like if I go really hard on a stock, it means I've done incredible due diligence on it. Like I, I, I really look at everything there is online. When I said Upwork or when I said Express Wall, Express Bond, no, I didn't have as much. But like on a lot of these things, I do incredible due diligence, due diligence on it. At least I think it's incredible because I really don't. I wanna, like I like playing blackjack, Dennis. And when I play, I usually lose, but I some win sometimes. The odds are in my favor. When I wanna go in the market, like Dennis, I. I upped my position because of you on Penn. I did. I upped my position. And I know I, I know you should have had no bearing on that because I should have just listened to my conviction. But the reason I did is you kept saying to me when I was at 60, this one's going to 100. This one's going to 100. I don't know if you remember that. But if we have our editor go to the show like about two months ago. I've been saying a lot of shows. <laughs> I've been on the Penn bandwagon for a yes, while. Yes, you have. And so I own stock at $61 or $56. But I didn't own calls, Dennis. So I bought calls in Penn. And I've kept most of them. I have I have two, I have three that are expiring today. I'm letting them convert into the common stock. So Penn will be a bigger position for me because I, I just I believe in it. And I and maybe I'm wrong. I just believe in it. So I'm staying in, and I just believe in it. Now you, there is key man risk with Penn. That's the only thing. There's key man risk with Penn. Looks like there is with Tesla. That is the um, that's always my. Fear. It's run a long ways now. Like it's fully like this thing is valued. It's giving a lot to Barstool Sports, but I just think the story. I'm still long pen. I said my target was 100. I probably should sell it. It's hit my target, but I'm still long it because I just don't see the Barstool Sports story story going away anytime soon. Well, Dennis, Jason, maybe- what are you seeing on the, on the macro front? I, well, I don't know. If- if you listen to uh, Biden's speech last night, we got $1.9 trillion in uh, stimulus coming in. That's usually been a pretty good spark for the market. It, any, any, you know, macro thoughts here? Is the mark, you know, where we're at today? Do they the the macro no. thoughts You're right. matter? You're I mean, right. This yeah. is the kind of market that's all about a story and a stock. And, like, yeah. I've moved so far away from trying to evaluate the economy to try to value stocks. I mean, you can't. You got to go with what's working, and that's just a way to not make any money at all if you're looking at anything macro, in my opinion. Two things: liquid gems. I just want you guys to hear this because you guys are you guys are working so hard. You're here every day, rain or shine, no power in your house, whatever. He wrote, "All my hundred percent plus stock gains are thanks to Benzinga. This is the best financial show on YouTube. So many good stock pick ideas." I mean, we have some bad ones too, you know. And I, <laughs> yeah, I joked earlier, oh, 100% winners when you were saying. But you know, this is the kind of market that you know we are benefiting from an uptake. I yeah, mean, there's no doubt. You know, like I'm calling longs more than shorts because shorts aren't working right now. And you know what? Like BlackBerry yesterday, you know, I'm calling that out, and it goes. I mean, you know, it gets lucky. It's a patent buy or it's patent sells. But I mean. You know, we're, we're benefiting from the uptape as well. But I think like you, Jason, you know, Joel, Spencer, myself, Mitch, we do do our homework. And we're trying to do our homework. And we're trying to look for the setups. And that's what we're trying to give you is just trading ideas to give you the setups. We're not going to be right 100% of the time. Nobody is. We're just trying to be right more than we're wrong. All right. And then another thing is, you know, the tip jar thing. Sometimes I give a tip and they tease me that goes to me. 
I'm going to find out where the tip jar money goes to. That's what we know where it goes. I can tell you, no, I, I can tell you where it goes. No, it you don't. Because you said it goes to Google AdSense. No, there has to be a divided thing. The tip jar should be a separate pot. It's like the waiters and waitresses at a restaurant. Don't like that's what it right. Like okay. it should not. The tip jar should not go to me. Okay. So if it somehow goes to Benzinga, we'll we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. Like yeah. honestly, I'd rather give you a like have Dennis have a soundboard that like or Joel have a soundboard to like mute ding, out. Ding. Yeah. yeah, like anything. The tip jar should go for that. Like, let's get a better setup in Kramer. So I went up to look into that. I know, I know what you're saying, Spencer. It's in the AdSense. But, like, I was just about to get a $50 tip thing, but then I'm going to get teased that it goes to me. Well, I don't know where it goes We're to. coming at you for this bills on these yeah. tips. We'll talk, we'll call you <laughs> we're, later. We're, we're going to get paid. We'll talk, we're, we're talking to you available today, Jason. <laughs> right. We'll call you later. Don't hang up on me yet. <laughs> we got to hang up on Spencer hangs up on you. I know. You're right. You're right. Dude, you guys know when Spencer hangs up with me, I get messages from Twitter like, Jason, so sorry. That was kind of rude of Spencer. And I just, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I should have started to pick it on Spencer. Well, Spencer, Spencer is in the um, doghouse weather right now, but we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> I Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Not real big doghouse, but, uh, you know, content. Anyway, all right. Um, we'll talk later. But so one <laughs> one request. I mean, I'm giving my big – yes, I'm still in GAN. I own – I, I own GAN. I sold a little bit. I had, um, say I had 1,600 shares. Let's say I had 1,600 shares. I now have, say, 1,300 shares. That's I sold a little bit when it got to 23, 24. Um, but that's that's that. I still believe in it. Um, I just don't, you know, know whatever. And um, the thing I was going to say is it's one request. If you guys have a Fidelity account, send an email or support and put attention Kathy Murphy that we'd love some bending and news on Fidelity. We have not been able to make inroads there. And once we do, then I think we could even get the pre-market prep maybe syndicated onto Fidelity site potentially. I don't know. We just need to make inroads. So if you guys have Fidelity or you're considering, ask them if they have Benzinga News. It would help us. Say attention, Kathleen Murphy. That would help us, I think. I don't know. But a lot of you guys seem like you guys have Robinhood and Webull and you guys. Oh, by the way, you guys, you guys are like, you guys are all heroes to me on the whole Webull thing. That was hilarious. You guys are the best. And when I we get the new swag up in the store, like maybe next week we'll give away like twenty of these track jackets that we have. They're they're expensive. They're like thirty dollar jackets. Like they're they're really soft. I don't know why I'm not wearing one to show one off, but um, they literally took up my whole garage. My car can't fit in my garage right now. That's how many boxes we have. Um, why we didn't get them shipped to the office is beside me. I was like I thought it'd be a good activity for my wife and I, and we spent like two and a half hours addressing packages last night. So all right, so the Tesla trade. My resolution, I think I know what I'm doing. Uh-oh. I think I know what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. And if you guys totally disagree with me, then tweet me or something to tell me because Dennis and Joel don't get paid for overtime like this and they have to go soon. But <laughs> here's what I think I'm doing. I don't. I think I'm selling another five shares of Tesla today. Another five shares. So that means it's total of 15 shares that are sold. Let's say I have like 700 shares or 600, something like that. I don't know. And then I'm getting another 15. I'm another five shares sold. And I'm gonna let the things convert at 540. Because as Dennis was saying, like, yeah, it could go to a thousand, but my logic is it could stay between seven hundred and nine hundred for quite a while. And if that's the case, then I don't have to get that tax thing. I mean, maybe it's stupid. I Spencer kind of has a good point that I should just take the, the the profit. And I see, I think that may be even the better thing, but I think I'm letting it convert into the stock. Um, I think I am. I'm 80% that way. I'll update you guys on Friday. Oh no, we lost. Did we lose? Well, I, guess it, you, I almost oh, no. do religiously, but I, 
I didn't do anything. His internet just cut out. Normal just cuts off. I didn't do anything. There you go. Oh no. His his internet's cutting out. It's not me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I don't know if you guys tune into Spencer and Joel's show at 3:45. It's very good. They really give a uh, thing. And yeah, get Mike the CPA from the Mad and like. Okay, yeah, get a CPA on the show. Let's start a CPA show, uh, Dennis. What do you think? Uh, uh, I think. Dennis, you know we're doing a golf outing. Yeah, not not with CPAs though. And, and, and <laughs> I did play. I did play hockey in an accounting league for a while though. But Dennis, are you <laughs> are you excited? Just tell me the truth. Are you excited to see me in a bathing suit? Jesus. No, 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 not really. This no, going off the rails. Uh, yeah. Someone threw it. Uh, but you, but you've been working out, right? You're on that Peloton now, what so you got the pod. Dennis, are we not announcing the news yet today? <laughs> what? We, we both bought Pelotons. <laughs> we got Pelotons, but that's not the news. We are working on a cruise. The it's Benzinga a cruise. cruise thir- okay. Thursday to We're, Sunday. I'm in. We're going on I'm a cruise. In. Pre-market prep. Dennis and, Dennis and me are going to have a swimming race. And you're gonna see me my bait my speedos, okay? If Tesla goes below 700, speedos. All right, we'll, we'll have more details. We'll have more details on that later in the year. Jason Raznick is the founding we'll CEO. Weird. Not Doctor DJ Wired says weird. Love it. Share it. You know, go to the swag store. Swag that Benzinga. We love you guys. Thank you. You can have How about real quick? Cut him off. He cut him off. I cut him. I gotta end this. I gotta end this. Real quick. Someone asked about Clover Health. This is a spec, right? Clover Health looks like it had yeah, hung at ten dollars yeah. for a while. I mean, it had a nice. This move. was came from IPOC. Yeah. So okay. it's Clover Health, I, IPOC. Whoever I was in IPOC, I didn't let it convert. I sold the IPOC. So this would, converted into Clover Health. I'd just say, you know, inter, it came down off that high. I'd really like to see it hang in here for a couple of days. Halfway back of the move. Yeah, that's what you need. Bucks. Stop going yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Wait till they stop going down. When the stocks start leaking, wait till they stop going down, start stabilizing, start doing that little rounding and hanging out. Like, look at yep. BlackBerry. Look at the setup where I did with BlackBerry. So it's, it stopped going down, and then it had a little breakout, and then it had three days, nice little flag of consolidation. It was quiet. And then the pop. So, you, you know, you, you got the momentum on your side. Just like our earlier guest was saying, he lines up all his, you know, st- kind of uses all his indicators. I don't use any of those. But you know what? He's, he's doing the same thing I am. I'm just cherry picking, looking at the chart. I was like, okay, the momentum's on my side now here, and you know, this is stock is consolidated for a couple of days. It looks like it wants to go. This is the time to strike, you know. And if it, you know, starts to break down from this point, then I'm going to get out. But you know, that's just the setup. And you know, I get lucky with some news. But I mean, again, you know, this is the kind of stock that probably was going to go regardless of news because this is just uh, the market that's looking for stocks that haven't gone yet. And then, and once they're starting to set up like that. You know, then they can just start to go. And I mean, it's a market that they go. And when they start going, they go for a while, it seems like. All right. And then one more question. Uh, hypothetical. Sure. What would happen uh, to the market if none of the stimulus money goes into stocks and, and they disallow buybacks? I don't know. It, those things are oh, unlikely. But it, it has not paid to bet against this market. Disallow so. buybacks. Yeah, yeah, innocent yeah. until proven guilty. Yeah, this market, I, but I will say there is a day of reckoning. You know, if you're on, to, you're fully on margin. You're two hundred percent in. You know, and like Chris Camilo was saying, he's fully on margin, two hundred percent. He's got long options. That's great when the market's going down up. But remember, when it's double-edged yeah. sword. We haven't seen that double edge in a long time. It will when when we eventually do decide to start going down. It is going to be a vicious. Vicious, and it's going to happen not in days. It's going to happen in minutes, 
and it's going to be the turn, and people are going to buy the dip thinking this is the time. They're going to load up, and then it's going to be crushing some people. Some people are going to get crushed. So I'm just saying I've been lightening up into it. I've been fully, you know, but I'm kind of moving some stocks now. I'm jockeying around, you know, like, I, you know, again, I've got BlackBerry. I've got a few of these, you know, Momo plays here. But, again, most of the stocks that I'm owning in my long-term portfolio are Amazon. They're boring. You know, is my long-term portfolio underperforming in a year like 2021 in the back half? For sure it is. But you know what? It wasn't getting slaughtered in the beginning of 2021 either, probably because I went to a lot of cash. But, you know, even <laughs> the stocks you own. So it all depends. You know, as a trader, I'm in where the momentum is. But my long-term investing, don't get stuck in some of these stocks. That's what I'm trying to don't get stuck in these, you know, GameStops thinking, oh, GameStops going to 100 right now. The short squeeze is going to continue forever. Because when the dust settles, it's still GameStop. All right. That I think that's going to be a good place to wrap it up. One of sure. my one today's show is sponsored by Rockwell Trading. Trade what you see, not what you think. To learn more, go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. It's up on the screen. That's R-O-C-K-W-E-L-L. Trading.com slash Benzinga. Thanks to our guest today, uh, of course, Jason Razdick and also Marcus Heitkotter. Thanks to all of you in our chat, to all the super chats, all the comments, all the likes. Smash that like button while you're there takes three seconds or less out of your day we appreciate that uh for all of our podcast listeners please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes not for investing or trading advice we're gone we're back at 3 40 p.m eastern time remember no show on monday markets are closed for the holiday we'll be back with you on tuesday until then everyone have a good rest of your day and good luck in your trades at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.